Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Nokia Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Hughes, and I'm joined by my delightful co-host, Justin Cohen. Yes, welcome back to this week's episode of Nokia Chronicles. Let's see, we have a fantastic guest on this week, a Mr. Dan Carter, otherwise known as Mobile Man Dan. How are you, Dan? Hello. I'm good. I don't know about fantastic, but I'll take the compliment. Nah, you're an absolute legend, uh, Dan, and uh, I'm actually really <laughs> glad to have you on the show today. And I'm seriously, thanks for coming on, mate. I do appreciate no it. No worries. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming on, Dan. And let's uh, get the podcast started. Let's jump right into it. So, our first question here What was the first Nokia that drew your eye that took your attention, Dan? That would have to be probably the very first phone I reviewed, which would have been the Nokia N91 8 gig, the big silver one that had the control buttons on the front. Uh, it was made of, I think, like Chrome, and it had a, actually had a hard drive in it for the storage for music. What a beautiful phone. I've always loved them. I don't, I've always wanted one, too. I've never had one. It was as heavy as anything. It was built like a tank. <laughs> because uh, it had the hard drive in it. So sometimes if you walked, it would skip a little bit. But at the time back then, it was like when the iPods were like get, becoming popular and having it built into your phone. That was, yeah, that was the very first phone I ever got sent into review. Gee, what, a, what a start. Yeah, awesome. it was, uh, it was a good, good way to start, really. Yeah, very good way to start. And how, how, how did the review go, Dan? Did you uh, give it a good, a good thumbs up? Yeah, that was good. It was uh, too many years ago to remember. Uh, I've been doing uh, tech for that long, really. But uh, yeah, it was, it was nice. That it was it was strange being sent, being like starting my own website and say a Nokia based website and having a phone sent to me to review for the, for the first time was like a real new feeling to me. It was like strange it happened. You know, why is someone sending me a phone so I can write about it? But <laughs> now it just becomes the normal. I get like two or three a week. <laughs> Jeez, it's lucky for some. Uh, so, so Dan, was that uh, back in the days of One World or Thousand Heads, or was that even before that? It was One World, yeah. Going back in time, it, I got an email from them um, saying, uh, "Oh, we saw your site and everything, and would you be interested in covering this?" And obviously, they then became Thousand Heads. Um, funny story, actually, that they actually invited me to my very first tech event. I got an email from them saying, "Do you want to cover a tech show with us? We're taking some people." And at first, I actually thought it was a scam. Uh, this was before I got sent the phone. So I'm like, well, who's going to take me to a tech event? Well, you know, where is it? Is it like London or Birmingham or somewhere like this? And they said, uh, oh, no, it's in Las Vegas. We're going to go to CES. Uh, would you like to come with us? We'll pay for everything for you. You just need to come and cover stuff. I'm like, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I never looked back. <laughs> Jeez. That's a good start. I should have done something like that. Wish I did. You did something like that, Adrian. I did, but uh, a bit far. Bit, bit too late. <laughs> 2013, 2014 is really on the tail end of the uh, the old Nokia days when they transitioned to Lumia and then it became Microsoft Lumia and all that. So it was kind of uh, winding down anyway. But uh, yeah, did have a did have a bit to do with them as well in the in the latter stages. But uh, Dan, you sound like the OG. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was it was quite. I, I can't remember the. I think it was like an N seventy six, the very thin flip phone that was like red yeah. with a little screen on the outside. They actually they actually rented because it was such a strong phone. They actually rented a stretched Hummer, and we actually drove over the phone to prove it still works afterwards, uh, which was quite uh, quite an interesting test back then. And did it still work? It did. Yeah, it still worked fine. Gee, they don't make them like that anymore. No, uh, no, no way. <laughs> <laughs> That sort of leads uh, greatly onto my uh, question, Dan. 
Um, do you have any great stories from any Nokia Worlds or any other uh, tech conference that you've been to? Um, oh, I mean, I used to love going to the actual Nokia ones, their own Nokia World. Um, I do remember one of them that was being held in London, and this was just before the N900 came out. Uh, it was, I think, when they launched the N8 and the E7, but there was rumor that there was an N900 lying around the building somewhere with some people, and a load of us tech people kept on trying to go and find it. Um, so stuff like that was quite funny, trying to hunt down an unreleased phone. And it has to be quite funny when you're at a Nokia World event and someone's phone goes off and it's a Nokia ringtone and you see about a thousand people all pull their phones out of <laughs> their pocket. And did you um, make any good friends over these Nokia Worlds? Yeah, I've made some really good friends. A lot of them I still keep in touch in. Uh, I mean, back from the One World days, there was uh, Mike and Donna who uh, obviously moved to Thousand Heads and then they moved out to New York. When I went to New York several years ago, I actually went and caught up with them. Uh, and there's a good friend of mine actually met at the uh, CES all those years ago, a uh, guy who's in Austria called Michael Hell. Uh, he yep. used to be on Symbian Freak, I think it was. Uh, mm -hmm. And I've met him in Austria a couple of times. He's come over to London. Um, and yeah, we're really good mates. We chat all the time. Uh, I still keep in touch with a lot of the original people like uh, Ricky Cadden, uh, Symbian Guru. Um, yeah. Uh, Rita who used to be on Simon Gear as well. She's uh, was in Lebanon. She's just recently moved to Paris. We still chat yeah. a lot. Um, so yeah, we're good friends still. She came to London several years ago, and I, I made a trip up to London so we could uh, spend a couple of days together. And I could show her London, which was quite nice. Uh, yeah, there's quite a few people over, over the years I've kind of met. I've met uh, Rafe, uh, Rafe Blanford. Um, I've met uh, Ewan Spence when he was with the uh, All About Symbian a lot more. Uh, obviously, Steve Litchfield. Um, a lot of the kind of the big Nokia guys, kind of from the names you'd remember back in the day. Oh, now you're just name dropping. <laughs> <laughs> Is he going to name drop well, yeah, Dean funny. Patrick? <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, I met with, um, oh, I can't remember his name. And I'm really sorry if you listen, I've forgotten your name. Who was used to be in charge of uh, Damien. Is it Damien Dinning? Used to be in charge Dinning, of Nokia's yeah, photography. photography. Yeah. yeah. So we, we met up in, uh, I was literally, I was. Excuse the talk in the background. Uh, I um I met I <laughs> I'm live and I'm outside. So um yeah, I met him up. I was literally attending uh, it was Mobile World Congress once, and I bumped into some of the Nokia guys. And like, oh, we're about to do a an announcement and preview of the 808 Pure View. Do you want to come along? I was like, yeah, go on then. And obviously, that was the big one back then because of the 40 was it 48 megapixel camera or something. Uh, nothing was unheard. It was completely unheard of having a megapixel that high. So yeah, that was quite fun. Jeez, but I'm I'll stop name dropping now. It's, it's nah, just showing well, off. Jack, I'm, I'm actually bloody jealous. <laughs> dude, <I tell> you. <laughs> it's nice to go back over people. memory lane. Yeah, I bet. I'd love to uh, meet these people. It's, we've we've oh. spoken to a few of them to, yeah. uh, on the show, but uh, to meet them at uh, different levels again, so uh, that's awesome. That's it. Uh, we love name, uh, hearing the name drops anyway because, uh, like Justin said, we've <laughs> talked to a few of them now and um, just – as we come back to time and time again, Nokia connecting people, you know, so that's just an awesome, awesome thing to have. And it's, uh, you form all these meaningful relationships and uh, you keep them going after all these years. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it was a tech event that, say, with me and Michael, it was, it was a tech event we never met before. We never even spoke before. But yet now we're good friends. You know, we chat quite a lot. Uh, so I've met him up in Austria a few times. He's come here uh, and we've kind of made a friendship out of it, which is great. No, that's that's really nice. Actually, I uh, that's how I met Adrian actually, and uh, through Twitter, and um, 
then he, he actually stayed over at my place a few years ago as well for a, a few days. So uh, we've actually physically met. So um, it's good to actually meet people you see on social media and and they're like your heroes as well. Like, uh, you know, you interact with them on social media and then to meet them in person is uh, fantastic. Oh, exactly. I remember when I first met some of the people, when I first got into my writing, I'm like, you know, I, f I follow these websites for all these years and now I'm actually meeting the people doing mm. it myself. It's like a very strange thing, but it's nice to be able to do. It is, yeah. This is what I love doing this this show for too. Like we're, we're connecting, as, as Adrian said, yeah, our heroes. And... Uh, and how I put it, that we're reconnecting with uh, people. That's it. Nailed yeah, it on the head. Especially, especially these, especially these days. Obviously, with everything going on, it's nice to be able to, get, you know, you can't physically meet in person, but just having a a chat with people that you know you've got the same things in, uh, the same ideas and uh, the same like history with Nokia and stuff like that. It's nice to be able to go back over old times. That's a good way of putting it. Actually, never thought of it that way, but that's actually really good because you can't physically meet them at the moment. So, yeah, I like that. We'll use that one, Adrian. <laughs> Who will? <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, Dan. Uh, okay. So, what was your favorite feature of Nokia phones? Oh, I'm always into my photography. Um, so, I would always look at like mainly the cameras. Um, so, I remember back in the day, you've got like the, I mean, the N8 was the big one with the, like, the 12 megapixel and the Zenon flash and everything. That was like the flagship camera back in the day. Uh, I think there was also a N86, which was faced on the camera. Uh, again, this was back in the day when you used to have Zen and Flash and before night mode was a thing. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it used to be the camera. Even even on phones these days, camera's the big thing I look for mostly. Uh, and then I kind of go backwards from there because I, I love. I haven't even owned a standalone digital camera for God knows how many years because I literally use my phone for everything. Yeah, I'm the same, actually. I... I love the cameras on uh, phones. That's my first thing. And and like you, I, I've had cameras before and it, I just don't use them anymore because of, uh, phone photography is uh, becoming so much better. Well, this is also live. I mean, I can take a picture, do a slight edit and send it all on the one phone. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the older days of the cameras, this was before they had Wi-Fi, you'd have to plug it into your computer, transfer it over and then upload it from there. Whereas now it's just easier on your phone. Yeah, it is much easier. It's all about convenience nowadays. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. All right. So is it because of Nokia that uh, that's how you got the name Mobile Man Dan? No, Mobile Man Dan's more of a, uh, I say recent. It's been for about the last three, maybe four years. Um, so I I made a website, as I said earlier, it was called World of Nokia, funny enough. That was back in the day. Uh, and then when things kind of moved over to the Lumia side of things and things started dying down, I, I just kind of fizzled out. It was literally just me doing everything on it and I just couldn't really compete with a lot of the other sites and my time and everything. So I ended up having to kind of close it. Uh, I then went to write for uh, a website called Cool Smartphone here in the UK. Yep. Uh, and one of the guys, Lee, um, who was a good friend of mine, um, invited me on. And we were literally, he was doing a site on his own. And then I was the second person in command. We kind of went several years together running around Mobile World Congress and everything. Uh, and then I, I left to do my own thing, really. Uh, and I was thinking, what, what should I call myself? And I'm thinking, well, obviously, Dan, so I need to have that in the name. Uh, and I just thought to myself, well, I've got like four phones on me at the moment. And I had like, like two tablets, <laughs> a laptop. I'm always on the go. And I just, I think it was my partner at the time just said, well, you're like mobile man, Dan. I'm like, I like that. Uh, <laughs> and I just kind of, I went from there and it stuck. 
It has stuck because I have I've been following you for years, Dan, and uh, you've had a few name changes over the years. Yeah, a few different name changes. I think my mum and dad's been for about three to four years. Yep. Um, I think I just went by my normal name before with my initials in it, and that just got too confusing. But thankfully, Mobile Man Dan was available both on Twitter and also as the um, the website address. So I, I grabbed that, and uh, yeah, I'm holding on to it for, for dear life. <laughs> Good on you. Do you have to change it in America for, to sell Man Dan? I didn't think about that, actually. I imagine someone, <laughs> someone, someone might already have that. And if they don't, they probably will by the end of this episode. <laughs> All right. Over to you, Adrian. You've got a fantastic question coming up. Do. Justin Pend. So, Dan, <laughs> do you still have the Stephen Elop signed E7? No, because I didn't what? get to keep <laughs> I didn't get to keep the the phone wasn't mine to keep. Oh um, no! Yeah, I I got sent it. I got sent the E7, and it had the signed on the actual. Um, there was like a cardboard sleeve over it that in blue. I remember it. The, the phone was in silver. That was blue, and he signed it in black marker pen. Uh, and but yeah, the phone was only to review. It wasn't mine to keep. So I had oh, to send no. that back. But I got to keep the. But I do have, which was quite nice, at a Nokia World event in London, the one I mentioned earlier. I did manage to hunt down and stalk, uh, if you remember, uh, it was Ansi Fanyoki. Yeah. Uh, and I got a picture of him. So it's framed and on my wall. Oh, you lucky oh, wow, prick. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was, I think, one of, that, that might have been one of his last events he was at with Nokia. So, uh, yeah, it yeah. was kind of a bit of a, it was nice to kind of hunt him down and get a, get a picture of him. <laughs> Consolation <laughs> prize. <laughs> and actually doing a bit of research for uh, today's episode, Dan, I've got to say, Looking at some of your YouTube videos, can you actually title them? Because I can see some of them you did on uh, Lumia's because they start off with a WP and they've got some random numbers in there. You didn't even title some of your YouTube videos, mate. No, I know. See, YouTube's still very – I watch YouTube, but because I haven't got, like, the whole creativity side of things for doing YouTube videos, I literally just – I do a lot more writing. So my, my main thing is to literally just upload the video, uh, copy the, the link and paste it into my written article. I have wanted to get into YouTube and do stuff like video more because it's, especially with phones these days are so good, it will probably be quicker for me. Uh, but there's so many good videos and so many good channels out there at the moment, it's kind of quite hard to grow a new one. And yeah. because I've got my writing I do and stuff, it's the WordPress app is very handy. I just dictate into my phone what I want to say, copy, copy and paste it over uh, and kind of away I go. Um, but yeah, some of the, some of the ones I've got, are literally just, um, that's probably how you saw maybe the Stephen Elop signed E7, I would imagine. It, on one it of is. Yes. Yes. I did some extensive <laughs> did, research, Dan. I did wonder. Uh, one of your said things <laughs> I did do, which I never did a video on was me and Rafe were flying out to Nokia world in Stuttgart one year. And I ended up in the airport. There used to be a Nokia store in Heathrow airport. And I can't forget. It was one of the E series. It was probably... I know it's like a black one with like a QWERTY keyboard. It might have been like an E52 or something. But I actually bought one at the airport um, and then took it over there so I could uh, use it while I'm over there. <laughs> Jeez, a Nokia store. I never even got to see a Nokia store. Yeah, there was one in London as well, which sadly closed down. That was around like the end uh, 97 days. That's yep. when it all kind of it happened, which was yeah. a big shame. All right. Well, you mentioned it before, Dan. So you had your own web Nokia website, the world of Nokia. 
do you miss writing about Nokia? And uh, it did. And I've got to say, you did mention before too, like you were the only one doing it. Basically, it did look like a lot of hard work as well, mate. So, but do you miss writing about Nokia? Yes, I mean this was back in the day before WordPress was a thing. So I was literally editing the whole website myself in like one of these editing apps like for um i think it was like dreamweaver or something like that so literally every time i wanted to make a change i had to edit every single page uh to update like if i changed the sidebar or something uh and that kind of took over too much time rather than writing the news i do miss writing about nokia because i made some good friendships from it uh and i do still do write about nokia phones because i've got my own tech site obviously mobile man dan i do now so it's through like the hmd um side i get sent stuff i don't really get sent many phones to review because obviously they've got to go to a lot of the people that get more attention at the moment but i do still get hands on some of them when i can uh so i do still cover nokia but in a way i i'm pleased i don't do it like i used to because it gives me good memories of like of the past it's like in there before when they switched over i did use some of the lumias and i obviously i did like some of them but i'm back in the day when it was symbian that was my time with nokia and kind of it came to a close so it's kind of a bit of history for me no, good answer. I like that answer, actually. Over to me. So also in the world of Nokia, do you look back and laugh at titles like Will the iPhone 3G be the biggest N96 competitor? Oh, God, yeah. It was it was good times back in. Uh, when, funny enough, when I was in CES with my very first event, um, they, Apple announced the very first iPhone. Um, so a lot of us in the morning were talking about... Uh, who were taken over by Nokia, we were all talking about, oh, Apple have just announced this iPhone and all this kind of stuff. And um, it's yeah, it's, it's good kind of looking back and you see some of the times. I mean, God, I used to think when I was starting uh, writing about Android, mm, is this really going to take off? And I look back at that now and I just laugh. <laughs> There's me worried. Is, is, is it worth investing my time into writing about Android in case it doesn't take off? Nah. And now several billion phones later, I look back and laugh. <laughs> um, I think Nokia had some good. They had some good ideas. Uh, obviously, they had the OV store, which, well, yeah, that kind of really didn't go down too good. Um, but App- Apple obviously didn't have the app store to start with, and I think they just got with the. They got it was the same with BlackBerry, really. They just Apple kind of innovated quicker. They knew apps were going to be a big thing, and they invested heavily in it. And that's where I think BlackBerry and uh, Nokia kind of really had their problem not just with Symbian but then obviously everyone was hoping that there was going to announce that Nokia was going to be using uh, Android uh, I mean I remember being again this was at an event in Barcelona MWC where it was there and I think it was, they just announced that they were going to be using Windows Phone and the whole thing was everyone was like oh no uh, because obviously the apps just weren't there and obviously the same was true for years um, mm. So they kind of went from one app ecosystem that wasn't great to another one that wasn't great. And meanwhile, Android just took off. And I do look back and think, God, what would have happened if you had like a Lumia 1020 that was running Android or something like that? It just would have probably been a completely different game today. What could have been, huh? Yeah, what could have been. Sad, really, <laughs> but obviously uh, you can't change things that are bigger than you. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's true. Now, Dan... Are you the luckiest man alive? Like, do you pinch yourself, mate? Because you're working in the industry that you've been involved in and writing in about for years. Yeah, I'd say I I am one of the luckiest, several reasons. Um, I do get to write about tech, which is great. Not a lot of people 
get to do that. I mean, anyone can pick up and start a website, but it's getting it out there and having the time to do it. I'm mm-hmm. quite lucky I can manage my time to be able to do it. Uh, I do. I have worked in the industry for several years doing various different jobs through like retail and things like that. So I kind of get an inside uh, hands on on like customers and how they're using the phones and stuff like that. Um, my partner, if she's listening, would say yes, I'm the luckiest man alive also because I got engaged to her. Um, so yeah i'll throw that in as well (laughs) (laughs) she follows she said she does support me a lot on everything i do there's a lot of times i'm sitting at home after i've just finished work and i'm there sitting there typing out a 3000 word review uploading photos for all that kind of stuff while she's doing dinner and stuff like that after i haven't seen her all day and she does put up with me for a lot of stuff so i do have to thank her for doing that she does support me a lot with what i do and uh, that's a big thing having a good home life as well you're you're spot on and i used to work actually in the uh consumer electronics industry as well dan i used to sell a lot of phones and uh used to sway people to the to a lot of nokia's back in the day as well and you're right about having uh a, a good partner in the background too like i'm really lucky with my wife too she supports everything that i do and uh vice versa so uh, i know exactly what you mean mate i think also when it comes to the travel i mean i, I don't obviously we're not traveling as much as we used to but going to Barcelona each year for Mobile World Congress and then getting an email from, uh, I know this is talking about Nokia, this is about Huawei, but like they used to invite me to like Berlin for IFA. And obviously like with a with like two or three weeks notice, all of a sudden I'm not just local, I'm in another country and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So yeah, it's good to have the support. It kind of pushes you along as well to do a good job and to know people are proud of actually the work you do is quite nice. Nice, nice. All right, Adrian. All right, on to me. Um, So we kind of covered this question, so I kind of want to throw my own one in the mix. Uh, You guys were both talking about how you both worked in retail, so I want to hear um, just uh, what the perception was and how was it for you selling, you know, uh, I believe you were selling Nokias at Vodafone back in the day? So I was selling, when I worked at 3, that was when like the N95 first came out, the original one. Uh, um, and then when I was at Vodafone, I think it was the N97. And also, funnily enough, when I was, um, I suppose I can actually talk about it now because it's it's after the event. But when I was doing my tech advisor training for Vodafone um, up in Newbury uh, at the time, it was like a two week training and each day was a manufacturer. One of the days was uh, Nokia. And the following day, they were due to announce the very first Lumia, the uh, N800, the, uh, the 800. Uh, they actually had a couple with them, uh, so we all had to put our phones in the basket and put them to the front, sign an NDA that we won't talk about it, obviously before the announcement. We all got a brief hands-on with the uh, the original Lumia the day before it got announced. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that was quite cool. I think, not, I think that was the big change for them, though, going from, obviously Nokia were the manufacturer back in the day, like the N95 was like the phone everyone wanted. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then when they started doing things like the 5800, you've got to look at the technology difference. Like the 5800, when that came out, that was like the Nokia's, I think, very first all-touchscreen real phone. Um, and But it still had like the old uh, like capacitive screen where you actually had to put pressure on it and to scroll and that kind of stuff. And now when you look at just like the whole glass and how easy scrolling is and just how smooth everything is, um, and then you go back and see some of the phones back then, it's, uh, but at the time it was really, really impressive. Uh, I just think the whole, the biggest thing that hit them was when they switched to to Windows Phone, unfortunately. A lot, a lot of the apps weren't there to support and it kind of didn't help them. It didn't help Windows Phone and it didn't help Nokia. Jim, I'm getting the impression you didn't like uh, Lumia's, mate. 
I'm just joking. <laughs> That's the thing. The interface itself grew on me. It was, it's quite nice how the whole thing was live and up to date and on the screen. That was, that was kind of looking back at it now, I kind of miss it. The biggest thing was apps. If, if there was the apps, if you could, if it literally was like the Android and iPhone apps for Windows Phone, it would have done really, really well. But yeah. there was just so many times you would go onto the, app, the, the store and search for an app and it just wouldn't be there. But you'd get thousands of these like MP3 cutters and uh, Chinese apps for wallpapers, uh, anime and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, mm -hmm. I don't want that. I want Instagram. And then finally it was available. But it's just like, it, that's the thing now. Apps are literally everything. And when you yeah. go on there and obviously there was the app store and Android then had their store, which was becoming bigger. Uh, and it just couldn't compete. And that, I think that was the big shame. I think if they had the same app support from developers, um, then yeah, that you know, it would have been, say, a completely different story today. It would have been, it would have been great. But apps weren't there. People didn't want to develop the apps for it because it wasn't a growing, as big a growing uh, operating system as the other two. Um, and I think that's just how it went, really. Did you both find it uh, difficult anyway? I, mean, I guess was the shift. Uh, sudden or was it just gradual you know like when people would come in and say you know uh and you and you tried to sell them a lumia or whatnot and they they wouldn't be interested in it because they obviously didn't have the apps that they wanted yeah i mean i, th I think even still back then apps were still quite a new thing um so mm. it, it's not obviously as big as it was today but when you demo a phone to somebody and it's like uh you know they're looking for something like facebook or anything or and it's not maybe the app's not there yet or anything mm -hmm. it doesn't fill a lot of people with confidence obviously for like a network store you're going to sign someone up for two years but yes. the phone that they're going to buy right now doesn't have the apps they want to use it's like down the line a lot yeah. of people will be like i'll leave that for now and they'll see what else is out there yeah. um yeah. you've kind of got to look, look at it i suppose almost like the situation that's going on with huawei at the moment and um obviously with google that they've got their uh Huawei mobile services, but it still hasn't taken off as much because of the, the app support again, uh, and they've struggled. Same kind of thing happened with Nokia. Yeah, that's the thing. So it, it took me a while to realise that too, Dan. Like when I used to sell Nokia, then I used to sway people to because I was such a mad Nokia person. I used to sway people over to uh, buying a Lumia or whatever, and and then it took me I don't know maybe a good year or so. I'm thinking, you know what? If if they're into iPhones, just let them buy an iPhone. If they want an Android. Let them buy an Android. Yeah, I'll get them the best one they want. It took me a, it took me a little bit to realise that. Yeah, maybe just give them what they want, and uh, because you don't want them to have a you know bad experience and think, geez, that guy sold the sold me the wrong phone. I hate it. You know. Yeah, I mean, you say your main job is to advise people, and you've got to, got to take your personal preference out of it. Yep. It's so easy if you're a big iPhone fan and you work in say retail, and someone comes in saying, "Oh, what's the best phone at the moment? iPhone." You need an yeah. iPhone, and they're great. They do this, they do that. When you take your own personal opinion and you ask people what they use their phones for, and then you can kind of judge. And obviously now there is so much choice out there to go for and so many mm. different prices. Back in the day, it was literally a case if you either have a BlackBerry, you have a Nokia, or you start getting into like Apple and things like that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, Dan, over to me. So this is usually uh, Adrian's question, but I've been sort of encroaching on his uh, space now. And I'm going to put you on the spot. Give it back. Yep. <laughs> what are your top five Nokia phones of all time, mate? Oh, this is a tough one. I had a feeling this one was going to be asked. Ah, um, good. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to say my first. It's easy to go from a first. My first would be the Nokia N8. 
um, just because the the aluminium unibody build, the up-to-date version of Symbian, the camera, that that would just was the main phone for me. Um, I would then probably say the N95 because it's a classic for most people. Uh, probably not the eight gig version. I'm still a fan of the original silver one. Really? Uh, that was that was like yeah. I mean, obviously the eight gig one had the bigger screen. That would that would be my next in the list. Um, but I kind of I just something about the original one just like you know that was like the, the flagship for nokia uh i would then probably say the e7 mm -hmm. um because yeah it was like an n8 but with the follow this uh, the quake keyboard so that was great and then i'm probably gonna say i don't know i like the e71 because again the keyboard but i also like the 5800 because obviously the being the very first um touchscreen Touch. nokia phone yeah. i remember they did they did the 5800 comes with music which was the one that you would buy and it would have a code you would type in and then you'd get 12 months free unlimited music <laughs> yeah, from the that. ovi store uh <laughs> yeah that was like back in the day when oh my god unlimited music that's brilliant you know and now it's just like the normal um so yeah i'd probably say n8 first then the N95, then the N95 8 gig, then the E7, and then a tie-up between the 5800 and probably the E71. So it's a nice top five, Adrian. It is. Some OGs in there for sure. No, no Lumiers, I noticed. <laughs> it's a common theme here, no Lumiers with Dan Carter. Very uh, Lumiers. I'll give, I'll give it a shout-out. I'll give a little, a little shout out to, I think it was the 1530 or 1520. 1520 it was the big, yeah. big phone. Yeah, it was the big phone because uh, I like big phones. Uh, and I did like, obviously it didn't have, I mean, the camera was good and stuff like that, but I just like the size of the phone. So I will give a little shout out to a Lumia. It doesn't feel <laughs> you, didn't have, you, you didn't have to. Dan, you didn't have to, joking, but well, I'm surprised. <laughs> Why, ha, uh, you haven't given a shout out to the Lumia 1020, Dan, after you mentioned the N8 yeah, and so, 808. Yeah, so that's, I think the 1020, it was obviously, it was great because of the camera. Uh, obviously, I could have also given a shout out to the 808, but I think by then it just become that I wasn't as into buying them as I used to be. So it kind of had a bit of a downward uh, from that. I mean, I did have a, I had a, my work phone actually was a, a, was a 950, Lumia 950. Yep, and then yep. I got hand, I got hands on the 1020. And obviously at the time the camera was great, but it was literally a, a camera. Uh, and, and that was it. I mean, I'm not, I don't take raw photos or anything like that. So for me, it's more about point and shoot with decent quality rather than being able to do full on like editing with like raw photos and stuff like that. Yep. Understandable. Mm, okay. Mm. All right. Okay. Now, Dan, are you ready for this? This is our last thing. So it, it's, and it's just a bonus observation. I want to take you back about maybe four years and I, you know, I do extensive research for these podcasts. And I was looking at uh, some of your Foursquare reviews. Now, can you remember this? Uncooked burgers have given me the shits big time. Food here is beyond <laughs> disgusting and is barely edible. So, which country was that in, first of all? <laughs> <laughs> I have got all around right. a bit in my day. So, uh, if it, is it Barcelona? I don't know, but uh, there was a few burger uh, reviews. Uh, you, do you like burgers, Dan? Yeah, it's good because you, know, you go. You can always, well, I say you can always get a good burger, but obviously not always. I remember yeah, there was one always. in Barcelona. There was one in Barcelona. Uh, I did have a bit of an incident where me and my partner went on holiday to Malta. I think it was a few years ago. Yeah, it must have been. If it was a few years ago, it would have been Malta, 
uh, and we had burgers and they were not cooked properly. Uh, this was along the time when they had things listed uh, and they had onion rings listed, but it wasn't onion rings. It was actually calamari. Oh, okay. Well, I prefer calamari to onion rings anyway, but... Uh... You do have to be a bit worried, though, if someone's allergic to like what's something to do with ah, fish. They think it's yeah, an, an onion ring, though, when they, they have calamari. <laughs> that's that's true. And uh, nothing worse than going on holidays and uh, getting the shits because it's happened to me too. <laughs> I can tell you now, it's nothing worse. Exactly. But... I mean, I'm always, at least I'm always honest with my reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, actually. <laughs> oh, well, I think that uh, about wraps it up, Adrian. It is. Very quick fire this week. But uh, look, Dan, I've actually really loved you coming on. And uh, have you got anything to you want to add at all, mate, or about the old uh, Nokia days? Thanks for having me on. Obviously, if anyone still wants to find me, I'm, as you said, Mobile Man Dan. That's my website and on Twitter as well. So uh, if you want to have a good chinwag about the old uh, Nokia days, and or if I did forget you out, apologies, send me a quick message on uh, Twitter and we'll get in touch. Uh, but yeah, thanks for having me on. It's been really good to go back over some of the old Nokia days and how I got started. Uh, with people who are uh, was into Nokia as I am. Well, true, and uh, you've actually come prepared because usually Adrian asks the question, "How do you find you on socials?" And you've done it for us anyway. Uh, see, it's almost like I've done this before. A <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> smooth operator. Uh, no, but thanks again, Dan. Yeah, you are thanks, actually mate, for a, coming on a, a legend, and um, yeah, it is uh, brought back a lot of memories looking at uh, the old. Uh, World of Nokia uh, website as well too because I'd, I'd uh, forgotten about a lot of that lot of that stuff and I thought oh that's right it was World of Nokia I forgot you know so it's a lot of memories come back for me too mate yeah I look back on that I think it's Wayback Machine or something you can look back on some archives yeah, that's, of old that's, sites that's funny enough it, yeah. I, after you invited me on I looked back only a couple of days ago and I saw some of the, the things I wrote and I was like oh my god I remember doing that but then that was in the day when I was having to edit the entire page without WordPress. So anytime I wanted to make a change, every news page had to be updated with the same thing. Uh, good old WordPress days. I'm much more grateful WordPress came around. <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that because I was actually hoping when I was doing the research on you and uh, and uh, going through the Wayback Machine, and I'm thinking, yeah, I hope you actually uh, maybe uh, looked looking back as well and saying, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. So I'm glad you did that, uh, Dan. That's really good. Yeah, it's a nice bit of history. It's my past. It's built me to where I am today. <laughs> and where are you, mate? Are you in Doncaster? Where are you, Brighton or? No, so I'm in the UK. I'm in a place called Torquay, which is oh, Torquay, uh, nice. South. Yeah, it's for people. If people have either heard of Exeter or Plymouth. It's kind of in between. Uh, it's by the seaside, hence why you may hear the odd seagull. Uh, or you see a lot of seagulls and stuff in videos that I do online, but that's because I live by the seafront. Very nice and uh, lovely, lovely uh, house, painted, ha coloured houses out that, that way too. Yeah, yeah, lots of hotels and things as well. But at least yeah. it's good for getting photos for my reviews. Yep, it is, yeah, and you get more sunshine down there. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm joking. I know it's England. <laughs> I was waiting for that. All right, let's let's uh, wrap this one up, Adrian. Let's do it. Okay, so the listeners know where to find us on our socials. We have an Instagram page. And thanks again to Dan Carter, our guest yeah, for this thanks, week. Mate. And you can find him at Mobile Man Dan, as he has said, uh, on Twitter and all the other socials and his own blog website. So, yeah, that's going to do it for this week. Thanks again to everyone for listening in. And we'll have a new episode for you next week. So have a good week, everyone. All right. See you later, guys. Thanks again, Dan. Cheers, guys. No worries. Cheers. Cheers.